Halloween's over, Alex. But we're still in the costuming mood, so we thought it'd be fun to put on some spandex and go fight crime. And kick your ass, boy. Unfortunately, we got our ass beat because we know nothing about martial arts nor crime fighting. But you did. I know I know kung fu. <laughs> All right. Cheers, fucking Neo over here. Welcome to Mike's Camera Action. I'm Carl. I'm Alex. And today we're talking about kick-ass. Yeah, it's the very start of our no-theme-vember month. Uh, I called this out last week. I was like, Alex wants to call it no theme Vember, and I say no. <laughs> but he's going to keep calling it that, and I'm just going to keep calling it Mike's Camera Action. This month in November, we're doing movies. Special guest movies. Special guest is, this week is, the movie. The movie itself, which is a really fun movie. Like, I, I, I really like this one. I maintain that this this movie is basically is basically what a comic book movie should look like. Though. Yeah, you think so? It's got the right amount of vibrance. Okay. So when I was watching it, even everything, there's always some hint of color on something. Oh yeah. Like it, whether or not it's like even um, what 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 does he call himself? Big Daddy or whatever. Yeah, Big Daddy. Big Daddy, like the belt is like the yellow, it's bright yellow belt. Yeah, like on the bright yellow Batman suits. Hit Girls, like, the purple stands out. Yep. You know, Kick-Ass has the green, but also the yellow stands yeah, out a little. green with, like, the red, uh, the yellow accenting. Yeah, the yellow ans- accenting really stands out. But even mm. when it comes down to um some of the backgrounds, like, mm. I remember when they're talking about business, Mark Strong's character sits down, mm. and the couch is a bland sort of brown leather couch. Yeah. Except it's got these orange cushions on it that make it just pop. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's yeah. like these little accents of color that really play up to the whole fact that this is a comic book movie. It's yep. bright. It's mm. it's it's very pastel yeah. too as well. It's not it's not like the brightness, say, that like you'd get out of just a normal comedy film. Mm. It's a very like pastel bright color based film and I love it. So what do you think you're saying like this is how a comic book movie should look? What do you yep. think of the like comic book animated interlude then do you think that has much of a place yeah it's got a bit of a place you talk about the daddy one where yeah the big yeah. daddy part where it shows like the comics like his drawn out comic and it's got I, like, sort of 3d yeah i didn't mind that actually yeah. i felt like it really fit in with the way they te- they tell a story in the okay. film yeah like because early you see him and he's drawing yeah D'Amico's face yeah like, you, you see the drawing yeah, of D'Amico he, and it cuts back and it's Daddy doing it, Nicolas yeah. Cage's character. Like, like his murder board of, like, the criminal organization is all in, like, comic book art stuff. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed that. It really fell within the narrative, especially yep. especially with the character context. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I thought, like, it's 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 a bit weird to have it just kind of happen once, but I think of all the places for it to happen, it's kind of in the right spot. Yeah. Because the two times we kind of see that style is the one time it fades from uh, DeMarco or D'Amico, um on like the board to then his face. Yeah. So you get like that transition where it cuts between. And then there's also the big, uh, big daddy origin story. Yeah. Where I think like, that's the only point we really get an actual origin story aside from like the movie itself yeah. about kick ass. So that's kind of like, it, it, it does have that kind of place of like, Oh, okay. This is the part where we like meet, like this is the part where like in Spider-Man 47, when they, when they introduce this character and then they give you like the rundown of his backstory, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I really felt like it fit in with, the story that they were trying to tell. Mm. Like, considering the whole thing with Big Daddy is that his origin story is comic book-ish. Yeah. Like, being being a cop that got framed for a crime he didn't commit is mm. very comic book. Oh, yeah. And so it, I just liked it. It really fell in with the narrative. Mm. 
What does Big Daddy do with his life? Like, how does he have the money to afford the secret bunker full of guns? Drug and all dealing. the guns on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drug dealing. See, he was an honest cop. Then he went to prison for dr- for drug dealing. And then he started dealing drugs while he was in prison. I assume so. Oh, then it, oh, he just robs everyone that he kills. That's fair. Just, I mean, like... I just take what's in the guy's wallet. <laughs> it's like, all right, 50 bucks. All right, that'll do for now. All right, that's a couple of rounds. And then it turns out, then he uh, finds where he lives and robs the joint. <laughs> or he's a hitman for money. Who knows? Mm, maybe. I mean, he's he's much more like revenge plot motivated. Yeah, it, like it's, it's not. He's not a hitman of any kind. His entire shtick is he's trying to uh, take down Demarco. Demico. Demico. Mark Strong's character, F- Frank. Yeah, Frank Demico. <laughs> like the most non. Yeah, yeah. he's just not even. Frank D'Amico is just there. It's, yeah. it's bizarre. He's not like... I wouldn't say he's especially like violent or like especially... Well, he gets that way. Yeah. That, that's kind of the interesting thing about it is it starts off... This this movie starts off in a very real world. Yeah. Where Kick-Ass shows up and then he just get He's just some kid who gets his ass beat by a couple of criminals. Yeah. And gets absolutely destroyed. And the villain of the movie is just... He's, he's, a, he's a crooked businessman... Yeah. He's still got like some violent, like he's still got some criminal activities, like his dudes are drug dealing, but he himself, yeah, isn't. A, he isn't a supervillain. He's basically just a mob boss, pretty much. Um, but I feel like it really fits in, like. But then you have elements of like with the microwave. Yeah, they're like, oh, there's no lumber, so I don't care about the lumber. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really like. When I think of this movie, for some reason, like the moment I think Kick-Ass, my mind immediately goes to that scene. Where they microwave the where dude. Where they microwave a Russian dude. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, bring in the Russian dude. Hey, boss, we don't have the vice, but they got this industrial microwave for treating lumber, and they just stick a man in it, and yeah. he pops. Yeah, he pops. Like, he's sitting there like, I can't hear you, and also my head's ringing, and also I'm exploding. <laughs> yeah. And then I like how it goes from... Who sold you our coke? Who and then he, sold you our coke? Our coke. And then he like coke. gestures to like, snort, like <laughs> spoons to the nose. And the guy can't hear it and he's just sitting there shaking while he's in the microwave. And then it cuts back and he's like sighing and then, but then that's when the head pops and everyone <laughs> just kind of laughs. That's my favorite oh. bit is that like, he's like, damn it. And everyone else in the background is just laughing at the fact that the dude's head popped. Um, not just his head, his whole body. Yeah, the man exploded. I don't yeah. think they understood how microwaves work. They heat from the inside. Yeah. He's just like, oh, he looks fine. He seems like we're interrogating him. And then he just liquefies man soup. Yeah. Human slushy. His blood boils and pops. <laughs> Grass. Yeah, I really... Yeah, that it's Kick-Ass is just one of those films where, like, it's interspersed. Like, mm. that amount of... Like, the real, real world nature of the film. Like, yeah. Followed by this bizarre, like not quite, not quite realistic universe. The vi- like the violence in this movie is really well, like really well done and really visceral. Like there's this moment when like Kickass is it, when he when he first starts out and he's trying to take on those uh, guys robbing the car, like trying yeah. to steal a car, and it's like that moment of like he's just flailing wildly and we're seeing him like look like an absolute lunatic, but he's like in the zone. I was like, oh yeah, this is a crazy uh, kung fu bit. Like oh, it's so cool. And then he just gets stabbed, and it's like, oh, fuck, right. Yeah, yeah he's just a kid. Yeah. And then after that, like, just any time when, like, someone gets genuinely injured in this, it's really, like, visceral and really yeah. cuts hard. I think the best scene for this is um when Big Daddy's clearing the warehouse, 
that's actually a really cool scene. Yeah. Just the entire, like that sequence where it's like, it starts off as a recording, it cuts to, um, in, like it moves, transitions through the screen into what's happening in the warehouse. And then it's like, it's kind of like the illusion of a one take. Yeah. Where it's all like one fluid motion, but the camera like, it, it, the camera doesn't like move so much. Yeah. Like it follows Big Daddy, but they cut seconds of it where it's him moving to the next guy. So yeah. each like sort of beat really has a lot of punch to yeah. it. Yeah. Like it's that sort of stuff that I really enjoy. Mm. Um, I didn't realize it at the t- time, but uh, David Graham, the director, also directed uh, Kingsman, Kingsman 2. And one of my favorite films, Stardust. Mm. I re- um, and Kingsman especially sort of had that vibe to it as well. Yeah. The Except real visceral violence. Kingsman was a bit more like, it didn't quite have that like, like we're saying with the warehouse scene where it's like cutting. No, but I mean, out. like, it was with, a lot. Yeah, but it definitely has a lot of that punch to it. Yeah, when, like, when anyone gets, gets injured, injured it's it very really visceral. It's hard. But it also falls in with that weird amount of like when everyone's head starts exploding at the end of the first yeah, Kingsman film. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like the. It's like, like, it's the like super the harsh violence. Scene. Yeah, and in super harsh violence, not just that, but like with the head explosions, it's not even like brain splattering no, everywhere. It's, it's like colorful fireworks for heads, which is just odd. But yeah, like I really feel like his style really worked in mm. like trying to make a comic book film. Yeah. Which actually Kingsman is. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, Kingsman is a graphic novel. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, so like with Kick-Ass, let's move back to Kick-Ass. Yeah, back to Kick-Ass, back to K- the movie. Kingsman is another time. We'll have our whole like David Graham. Uh, okay. <laughs> talk about all his films. I really enjoy his film. Sure. Um, they're also making a Kick-Ass, Kingsman 3. And I'm oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we'll look uh, into it. Uh, but yeah, so like with Kick-Ass though, mm. it really, you're right. Like the, everything felt visceral. Yeah. Like, but only when they sort of felt it. Cause like when, when they were beating up, what's his face? Cause he can't feel pain. Oh, uh, which one's this? Um, when they were in the cafeteria, he's just sitting there and they just smash. Oh him yeah. They're the... just hitting him, like smash him over the back with a tray. <laughs> and he just sit there like, all right. Yeah. Okay. His head moves. Cause it's like the force, but yeah. that's it. Yeah. That man needs to probably go see a brain surgeon. Kick. Well, he did. That's the thing. Kick-ass's superpower is just, he got the shit beat out of him. And now he can't feel pain. Well, he, he feels pain. It's just like the way he describes it is like they, they couldn't fix a lot of his nerve endings in the process. So he's got like a whole bunch of metal pins in his bo- in yeah. his bones, and he can't qu- and and not and he doesn't always quite get like the same pain receptors come through. Yeah, so he misses a lot of it. Yeah, so I'm like, all right. That's... He, he's too He has a slightly elevated uh, ability to take a beating. Yeah, like <laughs> which sure enough, it suits him well because yeah. he's just a dumb teenage kid. Yeah, it's like a crappier version of Luke Cage. Yeah, he can't he can't take a real beating, but man, he can take. Kind of a beating. <laughs> like if you hit him really hard, he mightn't cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can stab him and he may not feel it. I mean, he feels it. Like yeah. I got I gotta say the um the like beat down like almost execution scene, it's really painful to watch. Yeah. I just don't like seeing what like one person get wailed on by three people help- helplessly. Yeah. That, that really gets a rise at me. It's just like, oh fuck. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I like I like the idea that um, this is sort of one of those worlds where it's Batman esque, like mm. sort of thing. Like it's the the city is full of crime. Yeah, and so like normally, if this was Gotham, well, Pat- it is New York. New York yeah. has a pretty high crime rate, so yeah. I've heard. Um, I've heard it's gotten a lot better. Oh, it would have been like um, the crime around a lot of the West Coast. Uh, 
anyway. Overseas at this point. Yeah, but go on. Yeah, so it's like one of those cities where, you know, crime is rampant. And like, if this was an actual comic book, as Kickass says, it's yeah. like, if this was a comic book, there'd be a superhero. Yeah. But there isn't. But there ain't This none. isn't a comic book. Yeah. Until Kickass. Until decides. Kickass shows up, and then like it becomes kind of more comic booky as the movie goes on. Yeah. As people, like at like at first, a guy shows up in a wetsuit, and then he gets stabbed and run over by a car. Yeah. That's what would happen in real life. Is a is a crazy guy shows up in a wetsuit, and he gets the shit kicked out of him, and then never does it again. And then but, he then he got um. Big Daddy and, and yeah. Hit Girl, and, then and he's shooting and her. Yeah. That's Big... how, that's the introduction to her. Yeah, she just a dad shooting his kid. And it's like, it'll feel like a punch in the chest. I don't like being punched in the chest. I don't like being punched, hell? punched in the chest. Well. Yeah, it's like, one, what the hell? <laughs> and two, like, it just because. And then there's, um, what's D'Amico's kid? What What's he call himself? Red Crimson or something dumb? Oh, Red Mist. Red Mist. The yeah. Mist. Yeah, red, that's Red Mist. Yeah. Like, so all these superheroes and... And, and even, like, D'Amico becomes more villainous as it goes on. Like, yeah. Like, he, he goes from being, like, a family man to then, like, shutting down his kid. You stop seeing him with his family. He starts doing coke. Yeah. And, he like, he beats the shit out of and then kills a kick-ass impersonator. Yeah, just like, in the middle of nowhere. Like, we see him early on, like, he's got his home dojo. But then he starts beating the fuck out of people. He takes it. He takes the crime like way up towards the end because he, he's like, it's kind of like, it, it's kind of that. Th- it's kind of that idea like in the com in the um, Batman movies in the comics about like how Batman existing brings out the worst. Like the fact that Batman's around taking down small town criminals means the small town criminals step up their game and become bigger time criminals because like you know you need more supervillains in order to combat the uh, superhero. So it kind of works that way, where he's he goes from being like, seriously, some guy in a wetsuit's kicking the shit out of my dude and stealing my coke, and then it t- and then like he starts ramping it up, and he's like, all right, well we're gonna kill a superhero. Let's do this. Like it starts yeah. to it it the, the act of people being around ruining his stuff jam- like ramps him up more. Yeah, and that and that really I feel like I like that because it means mm. that like as it gets more and more comic booky. So, yeah, the world keeps becoming more comic booky as it progresses. Yeah, I also like how the big thing for Kickass is that he's got a MySpace. Yeah, that the best part is like, there's a definitely you can definitely see like the contrast where um, D'Amico's kid comes in and says, "Hey, here's a list of all the things I need in order to become a superhero," and then because he's got money, you can see the contrast between him and Kickass, where his costume's way better and it's like custom made. It's yeah. not just a wetsuit. He's got an actual website instead of just a MySpace page. Yeah, and he rolls around with the car. So, yeah, so, so, whereas Kick-Ass was just like... Kick-Ass just, just walking around on foot being like, hey, uh, you seen this cat? <laughs> yeah, you seen this cat? Come on, kitty. <laughs> Come on. And then stopping a crime in the process. Yeah, I, th- I think that's I think that's sort of... You're right, it shows the difference, but it also shows like the level of comic booky that it mm. gets. Like, yeah. like, Red Mist is the pinnacle of comic book. Yeah, he, he that's, that's exactly it. He's got the Batmobile... He's got the suit, like he's got all that. Whereas Kickass is just kind of the real world version. You know? Kickass just kind of has a suit that he wears. On yeah, two he's, he's got he's got two sticks and a suit. That's it. Why do you decide on the two sticks as weapons? Well, I think is I I think part of the at least the costume design reminds me a lot of Deadpool. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if that's what like any I don't know if there's any influence there, but it reminds me a lot of Deadpool with the crossed swords on his back. Yeah. So it looks kind of like that, where he's going for like the dual weapons, but then it's like, oh, I don't want to kill people. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just going to get a bit more reach with a stick. 
know? Yeah, I'm like, also maybe it's because the fact that he doesn't know how to fight. Oh, that comes through so much. Yeah, but like, so that way he's got at least something to add weight to his blow. Oh, yeah. But no, it's, just, it's definitely just so he has something. Yeah, I still like I still like the character initially describing himself as like, I'm not even the funny one out of my friend. No, <laughs> he's a total loser. And I just I just like that, though. It, it, mm. it really, like, all in all, like, as much as this is a comic book film, it's also a teen film. Yeah, no, definitely. And I feel like it merges the difference very well. Mm. Yeah. And he's, like, at one point he starts becoming jealous of himself, of jealous of <laughs> yeah. kick-ass. He's sitting there like, oh, man, people are super into kick-ass and I'm still a loser. The, the girl I'm into thinks I'm gay and I'm only her friend because of that. Yeah, and it's like, oh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and it, and he's, like, kind of, I don't know why he went with that to begin with, but now it's like, I can't get out now. <laughs> at that point, you're in too deep, really. Like, how do you stop it? Yeah, it's like, Jesus, buddy. As it turns out, though, just show up in the superhero costume. <laughs> like, yeah. apparently that works. Who knows? Maybe we should buy a superhero costume, see how well that would go Maybe for Maybe we me. should fight crime, Alex. What if, crime? If, if Kick-Ass has taught me anything, it's that maybe I should put on a, a spandex suit and fight crime. Until you get stabbed and hit by a car? No, that's when, I ki- that's when I fucking double down, Alex. I still like... But, like, the film doesn't take itself seriously. No. That's the best part about this. Is yeah. that, like, you can tell it doesn't take itself seriously. There's ridiculous lines interspersed. There's a lot of... There's a, there's a good chunk of comedy in there. Like, even uh, some good physical comedy elements. Like, when they've got... um In the penthouse scene with... Uh, uh, hit girl like when they've got her pinned down uh, out of ammo behind the uh, behind the counter and w- like D'Amico sends in his um his like bodyguard who then walks in then walks back like he goes in checks out the scene comes back out grabs the rocket launcher yeah like, and, just, and they say you're grabbing a fucking bazooka yeah <laughs> yeah I am I just saw her throw two fucking knives in a guy's face I'm getting the bazooka yeah it's... I'm blowing the fucking penthouse because I don't want to deal with this the shit. film really fits in with I like going back to the whole comic book thing it fits in like yeah that's the sort of stuff you'd expect to see in some like camp see that's the thing like in terms of comic book I feel like this fits in with like the sort of and like comic like superhero styles this fits more within like 60s Batman than anything else. A little bit. It's kind of camp. It's the, kind of... I, I think the most, like, when it gets to peak ridiculousness is definitely at the end with the jetpack. Yeah. Like, that... When I when I see that, I'm just like, wow, this really comes out of, like... Really comes out of left field, and I don't know the point in it. Like, why is he just... Why have they just gone for, like, the Gatling gun jetpack on kick-ass of all people? Like, being being practically non-violent to then just butchering three dudes with a uh, with two miniguns. But I love it. It's amazing. Like, it's so cool and ridiculous. But just, I don't know why. Because <laughs> you don't just go for kill, you go for overkill. <laughs> Ain't no kill like overkill, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly that. And I really feel like this, this film almost does it because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Oh yeah, like the microwave. There's the there's the whole um, there's the whole that they don't want to talk about the reason why he got found naked. Yeah, um, <laughs> and his dad's like trying to bring it up, and yeah. it, and like he's trying to hide the fact that he was like trying to fight crime. Yeah, in a wetsuit of all things, so he's like, oh no, they had to cut my clothes off and throw them away because bleeding to death. Also, the fact how his mother dies. Yeah, he's talking about cereal. <laughs> His mother just <laughs> drops on the table. It's such like you really don't expect it, where she, where she's just sitting there staring off blankly, 
and then just falls down, like head down onto the table. And he's just like, yeah, she died of an aneurysm over breakfast. Yeah, and I like how he's talking about, yeah, they still make Count Chocula. They just don't send it to stores. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, it's like, so yeah, you're not going to get this tragic backstory. And it cuts to him, like, at her grave, I will avenge you, mother. And then it cuts back to him and his dad, who's they changed the... the face of the bee. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's just back to, like, the normal life. Yeah, and life I, just goes on. I really feel like that's kind of how life is, though. Oh, it is, yeah. It's all mundane, and then it's like something happens, and then it just goes it, back li- to the mundane. Yeah, it, it doesn't, like, your life doesn't do a complete change with <laughs> that trauma. It, it continues on, you know, you still live what, with what's there. <laughs> do they change the face of the bee? <laughs> they change the face on the bee? No, I don't think so. But my favorite thing, though, is that it's like the same shot. Yeah, it's exactly the same it's shot. It's exactly zooming the same, it, sh- same camera movement and everything. It's exactly the same shot, except in Kickass is still in the middle, except with his dad on the left rather than his mum on yeah, the right. It, yeah, and his mum's not there, yeah. And it's just. It's just really bizarre. <laughs> it's like two shots later. It's yeah. literally like zooming in, you she dies, his- you get the grave, and then it comes back to that. <laughs> And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you're like, oh, shit, his mum died. But... It's just like, all right, yeah, she's dead, and it's just life going on, man. Yeah, all right, life goes on. Mm. Although we talked about the ridiculousness of this movie. I got to give it credit for one thing on accuracy uh, with this. When um when Big Daddy and Hit Girl come into uh, Kick-Ass's bedroom, and they're like, hey, we cleaned up the chaff from your taser. Yeah. That's actually something that I thought, like, holy shit, they actually, like, pulled that out. Like, they actually acknowledge that. That's like a... Because that's a real thing. Like, when you fire a taser... The cartridge is filled with um, this pocket of like plastic confetti. Yeah. And on that confetti is printed a serial number, like all across this confetti is printed the serial oh, really? number of that taser cartridge. So whenever they sell them, they take track of who's buying these cartridges and the serial number within. Uh... So, the, so the point behind that is you can always, like it's, bi- like it's designed to be almost impossible to clean up if you fire it. So if you just check the scene of wherever a taser was fired, you'll, get, you'll be able to find like just, just a single a, piece of this confetti with the number on it. <laughs> Suppressor on your taser. Um, so just the, get one of the stun guns instead. The Ram taser guy. Well, you can't really do that when you're being pinned down and all that. Um, That's true. But yeah, so the, part of the idea behind it is like for uh, law enforcement, you can always tell like, yeah. which officer discharged his taser. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought that was like super accurate. It's just like, oh, wow, they actually brought that up because I've th- never seen a movie acknowledge that. And before. then they're also like, we retraced your IP address. Yeah. Not hard like, when you've just got your MySpace page, you know, that you've signed in with as kick-ass. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> good job, kid. Didn't even sign up for it at a public library. <laughs> That's the funniest bit, isn't it? Like, it's just... It wasn't hard to find you. S. Kick. Yeah. I still like Big Daddy trying to, like, intimidate kick-ass by calling him, like, oh, it's more like ass kick. And it, and it goes, good, like... Pretty good at getting his ass kicked, you mean. They should call him S. Kick. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. No, I I really don't like Nicolas Cage's performance in this movie. Yeah, like the last thing I saw him in was Mandy, which I th- oh, which yeah. I still think is like his best performance yeah. ever given. So seeing him in this, it's like it feels a bit more. It feels phoned in at times. Oh yeah, it there's feels... very little emotion in there. Like and there's like... one line I feel like was well de- like well delivered from him, where it's just like, you know who owes her a childhood, Frank D'Amico. Yeah, that I line feel is like, well done. I feel like they were trying to repress like Nicolas Cage's, but it's energy. Like, yeah, but it's just like 
it's like he's delivering everything in such a weird way. Yeah. And I don't know why. There's no real explanation for why he's talking in such a strange manner. And also his lines are really odd. Like he's constantly like, yeah, uh, yes, child. Uh, but, uh, but don't don't worry, child. It will only hurt as much as a punch in the chest. Like that kind of, Yeah. It's odd, like you get what I'm saying. Like Yeah, it's it's very Yeah, it's bizarre. It, it's it's like weirdly fatherly but not. Yeah, it's as if yeah. someone was trying to be your father, but like, which in a way he's ki- he kind of is. Like he's pre- he's kind of pretending to be your dad in the first place. Yeah, like he didn't raise her for the first five years of her life. Yeah, and then the time he has been has been training her to be a murderer. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that's part of the reason why. Obviously, is that like, yeah, I think it's maybe. I wonder if it's like it's so much for his own like sort of mental being the fact that he mm. keeps calling a child so he reminds himself that she's only a child maybe but he also keeps forgetting that at the same time <laughs> yeah my favorite bit's like can we go bowling bowling, bowling? <laughs> he's like surprised okay. about bowling like but she's a kid you want a pup for your birthday you want a puppy <laughs> yeah cuddly fluffy one <laughs> yeah cuddly fluffy one it's like no i'm just you're dead, <laughs> fucking with your dad <laughs> i like I, I like the performance of the girl who plays a uh, hit girl though oh uh, um chloe grace moret i think so yeah um, she yeah, I, I think she does a great job with that. Oh yeah, she she and she's one of the better actors in this. Oh definitely, like she's got a good range there where she's like her pretending to be a lost child in like the hotel foyer or the penthouse foyer, to then being like just a total badass in later sequences is really cool. Yeah, it's Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, yeah, she 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 sells she she helps sell this film in terms of um. Like the whole kick ass thing. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, she she helps sell it. Like as well as like the actors in this. Most of the actors in this are fantastic. Yeah. Like you oh, got definitely. Mark Strong. Oh, you, my boy. You've got the guy who plays Kick Ass. Mm. What's his name again? I always forget. It's Aaron something. Oh, um Yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's it. Who later goes on to be in another superhero film. Which one was that? Is Quicksilver and Age of Ultron. Oh, fuck, yes, he is Quicksilver and Age of Ultron. I remember that. Yeah. um, yeah. Which I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, you got Christopher Mintz Plus, who's really good in this. Christopher Mintz Plus. Yeah. He he is. He's like, he's really good. He like helps sell the whole, like, I'm a nervous kid who's like trying to fulfill his. I'm an asshole. Yeah, and it's like, wait, what's going on? It's. Mm. Yeah, you've also got the other guy who plays, I forget. Okay, so the weird thing about Kick-Ass for me yep. is it's got both Quicksilvers in it. But, oh, fuck, yeah, because one of his best friends is the uh, other X-Men one. Quicksilver, <laughs> the and other he's Age of Ultron. Quicksilver. Wow, yeah, you're right. It's bizarre. Yeah. I don't huh. know. Th- those two before, they were cool. <laughs> yeah, i kind of forgotten about well, this. Well, one of them was cool. I kind of forgot about it, and then I looked up the other one. I'm like, what did I see the other one in? And then I was like, Evan I knew Peters. I familiar. Yeah, he plays yeah. Quicksilver. Huh. <laughs> they both play Quicksilver. <laughs> Huh, that's cool. But yeah, so like it's sort of one of those ones where um, the cast really fits in with what they're talking about. They're both like that oh, yeah. dumb teen. Oh yeah. They're both. They're all like, yeah. It's. I think it's just got that right balance of like weird teen film mm. and superheroes like just chucked in it. Yeah. Like, if I'd have to describe it, it's. See, like I describe Kickass almost as a superhero movie, but at the yeah. same time, I'd almost describe Kickass as a teen drama. It. Just that just has superheroes in it. it. I I and I always like these kind of. It's very similar to um. Have you ever seen the movie Super? Uh no. Okay, so it's it's kind of got like they both take very different directions with it. I find, um, but it's always interesting to see like the per, like 
you know, not like nobody picks up the uh, mantle of being a superhero. Oh, as, wait, as, is like, Super the one where those like, is it like the found footage one where they become superheroes? No, no, that's Chronicle. Okay. Super is the um, Super is the one with the guy who plays Dwight from The Office, and Ke- and Kevin uh, and Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon steals his wife, or quote like in his mind steals his wife. Um, so he put so he becomes like a superhero in order to uh, get her back. It's got um, it's got Ellen Page in it. Oh really? That sounds yeah. a bizarre film. Yeah. He basically goes of, around murdering people with a wrench. I have heard of Super. It's directed by <laughs> James Gunn. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've I have heard of this. Yeah. yeah, at one point he just bludgeons a man half to death in a in a line for the, at the uh, for movie tickets with a, like with a fucking wrench or a what? hammer. Yeah, he's just like he's just like <laughs> he's like it's it's the idea of like holding upholding the law at all, like despite uh, despite the cost, you know that kind of thing like lawful evil. Where a guy cuts in line at the movies, so he just walks off, then comes back in the like costume and then beats the fuck out of him with a hammer. <laughs> And just like hospitalizes this guy. Wow, that sounds like a more way more it, it, violent than Kicker. It's oh yeah, it's it's definitely way more like morbid for sure. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, oh, this Wikipedia article just has um. Uh, Michael uh, Rook is in it. Who I fucking love. Uh, in the Wikipedia article, it's mm-hmm. got a subheading for similarity to Kickass. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's it came a... out a little bit after, I think, but it, there's definitely some similarities. Um, definitely, it's not a teen movie by any means, though. Like, oh, Kickass is based on a comic book. Yeah, I didn't know. I feel like it's um, it's one of those ones where like I just it does it really well. Yeah, where like it sort of straddles the line. Mm. Um, yeah. but and I, yeah, I really enjoyed Kickass. Yeah, honestly, I gotta say, Hit Girl's probably the most badass character in this. Oh, yeah. movie. Kickass is a joke. Kickass so is, is a fucking dumbass, but Red yeah. Mist is a joke. Half of these characters are jokes, and it's what makes the film great. Mm. Is that there's one decent one? The rest are like kind of just joking. <laughs> yeah, They're one one of them fuck. dies. The others a total badass. Everyone else is shit. Yeah. But- yeah, they're shoot- all just fucking about, and they're like, "Yeah, right, we're superheroes." And they're like, uh, "What?" There's, like, there's some really cool shootouts in this with her, like the um, the like in the final sequence with the uh, the like double pistol reloading, like the flip cut, like the yeah. the uh, like mag throw to reload is is super fucking dope. The other one I love yeah. is um when he when the guy pulls out the knife in like the apartment. Yeah, the yeah he whips out his butterfly knife, so she whips out hers. She's like, and she's like doing like the Way flip for longer, and yeah. he's like, "I got one." And he's like, I would have won oh, just what? like that. <laughs> and whips out hers, and he's yeah. kind of taken back by and it. And he just throws it into his forehead. Yeah. There's also the um the Modern Warfare 2, like, first-person night uh, night vision thing, yeah. where she's sitting there with, like, the knife up, just like... <laughs> and it's all in first-person with the goggles, so it's all in this, which I actually really thought was cool. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this film which is really well done. Mm. I, as, I as think as apart as... from, like, Nicolas Cage's acting, there's not a lot sort of, like, obviously bad no it's not really it like everyone else is kind of playing it pretty straight yeah like there's a and sure enough there's a lot of like kind of you know like comedic talk in there but i feel like it's got that sort of grounding in reality yeah it's where even like uh let's say uh mark strong's character talking to like his henchman and his son where they're just like yeah but who am i gonna throw under the bus what about tony yeah tony's an asshole like that kind of thing and they're just like yeah that well, back and well, forth is really like, fucking oh, funny, what about you know? joe oh we can't do no, this we can't joe. do this to joe what about tony oh yeah tony's an asshole tony tony all right tony <laughs> like, yeah so they throw tony under the bus <laughs> can chuck him under the bus and arrest him yeah, yeah. 
And I love that, though. It mm. really fits in, like, the yeah. fact that they're like, oh, we're trying to infiltrate, so we got to do something. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I really enjoyed this film. Mm. No, I definitely love it. Do, you want to, do we, do we want to wrap up this yeah, one? Yeah, I think just wrap it up there. Yeah, we'll do a quick one since Alex is still, still yeah, wrapped from his is, week off at PAX. Yeah, my so. voice is... Uh, I've come down with Pax Pox a little. Yeah. My voice is oh, time to take a holiday. <laughs> so hopefully next week you'll be feeling better as next week we'll be doing one of Alex's favorites. I've known this since like high school where you've talked about it a lot. And I still haven't actually seen this movie yet. So this will be fun. Uh, we're doing Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah, I forgot what film we were doing for a second. I was like, you're like, I was, pick. I was like, mm, I don't remember which one of this is. <laughs> yeah, it actually bothers me that you haven't seen Ferris Bueller's Day Not Off. Not in its entirety. That it, it it's another one of those movies where it's like it's a classic that I know I should like it's been on my list for about six years. Yeah. Where I know I should have seen it. And I keep like passing up the opportunity to see it. So this is that's Have you seen that's... Breakfast Club? Uh yes. I haven't. Well there you go. We could probably yeah. do Breakfast Club someday. It's, they're both John Hughes films. Yeah. So that's why that's a, that's the great thing about Mike's camera action and you know why I like doing this show because we get to experience new movies, Alex. We get to even like, though they've been out for longer than I've been born. Exactly. No, but we get to do like you know we get to do all those movies that you know I've wanted to watch but never have. You know. Yeah. So that's what we'll be doing next week. Until then, catch y'all.